He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. God, God make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 145 is on page 520. I will magnify thee, O God, my King, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Every day will I give thanks unto thee, and praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and marvelous worthy to be praised. There is no end of his greatness. One generation shall praise thy works unto another, and declare thy power. As for me, I will be talking of thy worship, thy glory, thy praise, and wondrous works. So that men shall speak of the might of thy marvelous acts, and I will also tell of thy greatness. The memorial of thine abundant kindness shall be showed, and men shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness. The Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works. All thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints give thanks unto thee. They show the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power. That thy power, thy glory, and mightiness of thy kingdom might be known unto men. The kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. The Lord upholdeth all such as fall, and lifteth up all those that are down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and fillest all living with plenteousness. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, yea, all such as call upon him faithfully. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will help them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but scattereth abroad all the ungodly. My mouth shall speak thy pra the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh give thanks unto his holy name forever and ever. <laughs> 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 25th chapter in the book of the prophet Isaiah. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. For you have made a city a ruin, fortified city a ruin, a palace of foreigners to be a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, the strong people will glorify you. The city of the terrible nations will fear you. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat, for the blast of the terrible ones is as the storm against the wall. You re reduce the noise of aliens as heat in a dry place, as heat in the shadow of a cloud, the song of the terrible ones will be diminished. And in this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, well-refined wines on the lees. And he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God, we have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Here endeth the first lesson. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he hath thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank unto the bottom like a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Who is like thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou didst stretch out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people whom thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength to thy holy habitation. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the ninth verse of the seventh chapter of the book of Revelation. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, 
with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever, amen. Then one of the elders answered saying to me, who are, the, who are these arrayed in white robes and where do they come from? And I said to him, sir, you know. So he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall never hunger any more, nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. For the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Here endeth the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were, are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who through thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, has overcome death, and open unto us the gate of everlasting life. We humbly beseech thee that, as by thy special grace preventing us, thou dost put into our minds good desires, so by thy continual help we may bring the same to good effect, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost ever, one God, world without end. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, 
Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, that the, all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to everyone. One of my very favorite stories that I think I've heard is about a Sunday school teacher who asked the children to, to draw a picture, and one little girl was drawing away, and the teacher said, what are you drawing? And she said, I'm drawing a picture of God. And the teacher says, nobody knows what God looks like. And she said, they will when I'm done. So I want everybody to take maybe just a real deep breath, because we're going to answer some questions today uh, that hopefully will help you just relax and um, be in the presence of God. So uh, one of the things that we're seeing, it's kind of a theme that's wrapping through all of our passages today, is that the kingdom of God, it's now. And so the only thing that really makes any sense in all of all of this Bible and um, all the thoughts about when Jesus comes back and, you know, is there a rapture and is this happening and what's the tribulation is that we're living in the kingdom of God right now. And the fullness of it is still coming, but we're still living in it right now. So uh, I think this Easter, one of the things that really struck me is just a um, maybe an awareness that we are that I'm living right here in the kingdom of God at this very moment. And so my life, my eternal life's already started. Uh, just my earthly life will make a little switch and we'll move into the to the life to come at one point. And so it's something to really look forward to. So this psalm today, that Psalm 145 is kind of a uh, it's as one one uh, commentator described it an exquisite conclusion to his 73 psalms in the book of Psalms. And here, the king of Israel, he celebrates the eternity of God, which we just spoke of just now, and who he is, what he has done, and what he has promised. So we're living with, with God who he is, uh, what he has done, and, and we're living in the, in the promise or the expectation of the promise. So it's just a, it's really a good psalm, and it's kind of getting us to live the, or the idea that we live with God at this moment. So then we move into Isaiah. And Isaiah is, is extolling God for his final judgment of the world and prays to him for planning this action. Uh, and there's some really uh, interesting verses here in, um, in Isaiah. On, in verse 7, it says, God will remove death, the death shrouds from those in attendance at his banquet. So it's a, it's a promise of, of life with him. And uh, in 25.8, he says, he will swallow up death. And death is a swallower of human beings, and we see that written in, in Proverbs. And, and Paul notes the fulfillment of this promise in the resurrection of believers in 1 Corinthians 15, 54, and he says that all tears will be wiped away. So the Lord God is removing the sorrow associated with death because it's just a step in our eternal life. Revelation uh, talks about um, the, the wiping away of tears and the bliss of the redeemed in heaven. So uh, Isaiah's one of the concluding thoughts in 25.9 is, is to wait for God. And that in involves ultimate trust. So then we move into Revelation. And, and I know, um, I think I've told you before that 
in the Jesus movement in the 70s, uh, everybody was waiting for Jesus to come back uh, tomorrow. And um, so we lived in the expectation of the coming of, of Jesus, just like we did, um, the whole church has throughout history. But that expectation was really tense and thinking it was going to happen any second. And the book of Revelation was kind of terrifying to us because we would read about it and all these things that are going to happen. And I think the most important thing when you're interpreting Revelation, a couple things to know. One is that Revelation and uh, Ezekiel were the main worship books of the early church. And maybe the most important thing is to remember who John was writing to and why. And so we're sitting in this chapter here in this between the sixth and the seventh um, seal. And we see two groups of people. We see people before the judgment and then we see martyrs after the judgment and how they've been uh, cleansed in the blood of the lamb. And uh, a lot of people get confused, think that's two groups of people. And I think it's uh, best to look at is that's the same group because he's writing to a people who are being persecuted by Nero and Rome. A lot of them will, will be uh, surrendering their human lives to um, to the powers that be, the power of the prince of this world because of the um, tribulation and the um, persecution that, that was going on for them. So this is the same group. And so what John's trying to show us is that our life with God is now. Uh, we may have to go through, through some things on earth, but our life with God just continues. And that's that's what we look for, forward to. God reigns uh, before he reigns now, and he'll continue to reign. So it's important for us to keep that in mind, that we live in the in the presence of God at all times. And his purpose was to assure his readers that they had no need to dread all the judgments of the last times or earth, which they felt like they were in at that time, because I think, um, maybe we don't always have a really good sense of the intensity um, and duration of the Roman persecution. And uh, of course, as we know, that uh, saints have been persecuted throughout history, even, even into the present. So just a thought, um, take that deep breath and relax and know that you're living in the presence of God. Let's continue with the form of intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, especially our president and governor, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy, in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.